0: This is Behold, a VBC Podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by Dan Gillette and David Sundman. We each serve in different roles at Valley Bible Church. Without further ado, here is the Behold Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Behold podcast. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we're genuinely grateful that you're choosing to, to join us for this little chunk of time where we are going to, like it said in the intro, just behold the Lord together and, and take take a look at some of the things he's showing our church family here at VBC and then each of us individually. And hopefully as you're listening, you'll be thinking that same uh, thing in process, you know, what the Lord's showing you. So my name is Sean, as always, and this is my boy Dan, as always. And today we have, if you're a long-time listener, you would know this. He's a strong island of a man, Mr. Charlie Lyle Mang. That's, a, oh, that's man. a throwback, man.
1: Also, no man is an island, right? And yeah.
0: Yep. Robert, uh, Robert, Robert
1: Frost? Who is that? Who?
2: Yeah, probably. No, it's somebody else. I don't know. Wow. Well, how are you, Chuck? Ah, just casting pods, you know? Oh. Here, here ready to cast a pod or two. I'm good, man. I, it's, it's been a, a, um, a fruitful if not hectic, few weeks, but but man, we serve a gracious and and good God, and man, that keeps us going, right? It's that endurance piece.
1: It's a lot of uh, managing chaos these it's, days, isn't it?
2: It is. It is. It's just figuring it all out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's there's a there's a whole sense to being a single dad and and figuring out drop off and pick up and responsibilities and. Your kids don't drive yet. Laundry. No, it's funny. Like they are, they are very independent kids, and I've been really pushing them to uh, drive the car, but they refuse to do it. I don't understand. Mm.
1: You could get like those, um, you know, those wooden blocks on the pedals. Yeah, and then that way they can. Well, no, what I've been
2: training them to do is Stella operates the pedals and Jude operates the (laughs) steering. That's perfect.
1: I think that's the perfect division of labor. Actually, if you think about their their personalities, (laughs) yeah,
2: it's terrifying but also really cute.
1: You know, speaking of really cute and terrifying, uh, w- we went ice skating this last weekend, didn't we? Define ice skating. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so I so, heard you didn't last long. Yeah,
2: did I, you even get the blades on? Oh, I had the blades on. I stepped okay. on the ice, stood there for forty-five seconds. And Went and took the blades off,
1: okay. Yeah, you just you were like, This is a broken wrist waiting to happen, or this,
2: what? Oh, it's this, yeah, <clears throat> it's not just a broken wrist, but already my ankles are uncomfortable, yeah, yeah, yeah. already I'm miserable. Yeah. Anybody who might need help right now, I will not be able to help. Yeah, like, yeah. I need everyone's you, you help. Need, yeah. Well, it's
1: funny because at this particular ice rink, they had <clears throat> uh, there's always different contraptions, you know, for kids to balance. That this was the most rinky dink. Ice rink I've ever seen. They what they had is Home Depot buckets Just stacked buckets on top stacked of each up. other, and then you would like hold on to the bucket. It's efficient. You it, it was efficient. It, it worked, actually worked yeah. pretty good. So, but by the end, uh, you know, I was feeling my flow a little bit. Like I was, I was ripping it through there. There were some legit some like hockey player. Oh, there were some dudes that that
2: knew how to skate. So I was
1: like, I was like trying to keep up with them. But by the end, I was basically just picking up kids and putting them on the buckets and then just Just like pushing them around. So, so I got to do that with Stella. I I wish I would
2: have, I would have climbed up on those buckets and let you push me around. That would have
1: been been amazing. That would have been fun. (laughs) I would have done that. (laughs) Wow. It was a good time. It was. We did see somebody that we all know. I will, I will not tell them who, but, uh, we, (laughs) we were, we were, we were asking some of these like, you know, experienced ice skaters to, uh, show us how to stop. And so we were like experimenting cause I'm pretty good at going. This is like in life. I'm just like all gas, no brakes. So I'm pretty good at going, but the stopping part, not so much. But, uh, so I, I we were trying to learn and, and someone that we all know, I won't say who, uh, just completely, Ate it, it so hard. I mean, hard. on the back. The worst.
2: On the back of his on head. the back
1: of his head. Like boom, it
2: just bounced. <laughs> yeah, oh. I
1: thought I thought he was going to be concussed, but it was like one of those deals where he like he like lost it, and then he like caught himself, and then he's like, oh, I'm going to write it out. I'm right, and then whoop. Like it was like a cartoon.
0: Oh my yeah. god! I think he literally was concussed from that. So. Okay, well there you oh. go. If you're listening, we're praying for you, buddy. Oh, oh boy, and we shouldn't be laughing. That's on, so sad. On that note, he knows. He I mean he knows. Yeah. We're praying for you, Mister. N- speaking of injury and bodies, <laughs> oh my and god. speaking of injuries and bodies, can't you just not wait until the day where you can't get a concussion,
2: right? So much ice skating in heaven. I mean, there's. Well, yeah, we're gonna I mean, have
0: just,
1: we're gonna have crowns. They'll protect us, right? We're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna be good, man. <laughs> well, we're depends be what good. you
2: do. Yeah, it's true. No, I agree. I mean, that's. I I feel like it's one of those things. Is that I get older, that I get more and more excited about the prospect of heaven. Like that that I will be able to. Try things out that in this life, I'm terrified <laughs> of trying out because of my lack of balance and those kinds of things. Now, I think we still might bruise a knee. We still might have that, but there's not going to be pain in the sense that we experience it now, and I'm excited.
0: You're not going to cry about it like you do right now. That's right. Yeah. Well, hey, if you've been joining us for the our Sunday series, and the reason we're talking about this is because we've been in our Heaven series, and we're just wrapping it up. This is our last week at both campuses in the Heaven teaching series. And so we thought it'd be a good opportunity to kind of do a, a look back, first of all, at this last Sunday, you know, Tim Barley, uh, give that last chunk of this series for the crossing campus. Um, but then also just take a, take a zoom out a little bit and take a look at this whole series and just kind of review some of the things that God has reminded us, maybe some key takeaways for us to do more than just know, you know, what we talked about, but really put it into practice. So maybe just starting with, you know, this Sunday really quick, cause I wasn't at the, the crossing campus with Tim what are some things that he hit talking about crowns and what are some things that stuck with you?
1: Yeah, I would say the, the overarching sense that I got when I, when I, when I, you know, when when he finished up was first of all, just this sense of like, it's humbling. It's, it's really humbling to know that God is inviting us into this very important thing that we, that we get to in some, I mean, just glorious way, like share in the, in Christ's reign on the new earth. Um, it's, it's very, very humbling. And so I think for me, it just, it just kind of stirred this response of just awe and wonder and worship and, and, and also kind of a, okay, well, like what, what am I doing now to, to, to kind of get ready for that? And, and then secondly, I just think it's really hard for us as humans to like wrap our heads around what this is going to look like because we're mm. so stuck in our sinful kind of mode of operating and just the way our brain works and the way we see the world working all throughout the day like how is it possible that um, there's not going to be jealousy right I'm not going to look at how many crowns you have and, and rewards you have or the responsibilities you have and 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 be jealous or, or or insecure or compare myself to you. Um, there's not going to be any kind of like corruption or abuse of power in the, in that way, as well on the other end. And so I just think, man, that's the challenge for us is to get out of the system that we're existing in right now that is not conducive to this type of existence. Um, and really, that's I think what we're what we've been trying to get at is like. How can you, how can we start to imagine these things, yeah. you know, based off what God's given us so, so that there can be this anticipation and this hope that builds up. And I think this one was just a particular example of that. Just, um, yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, no. I, and and that's, that's been one of the big themes for me as I've gone through this and have have thought through this is just coming to that realization with greater clarity that the environment that we currently live in is not conducive to the fullness that God has for us. Now that doesn't mean that that it's not ours to experience, but we are we are com- constantly being bombarded by messages that are aimed to distract us from the kingdom. We're constantly being bombarded by temptation that is aimed at, at at producing guilt and shame in our lives. I mean there's so many things that that go on, you know, even even just even just things like what's it going to be like when I retire or what's it going to be like, you know, in, in, you know, we, we have so many things that compete for that attention. And so to be able to cultivate a mindset, to be able to set aside time to say, this is what's in store for us. And really because it's in store for us, like we have this realization that I am seated now with Christ in the heavenly places. My life is hidden with Christ in God already. And so I can taste it now, but I've got to fight those distractions. So how incredible will it be when we step into an environment that is perfectly conducive yeah. for us to experience life in the way that God intended us to experience Man, it?
0: Like? I love how you use the word fullness. It's mm-hmm. conducive to experiencing the fullness of yeah. what God wants for us. Because, like, to your point, Dan, I think that it's just we don't know how to think other than how we think, you know, whether it's because of the culture where we're at or all the different, you know nuances of just being a human in society today we just think about heaven a certain way and um you know i think that there is a tendency to to think of heaven as this like obscure goody two shoes oh kumbaya forever kind of thing (laughs) and we almost think of it like it's less rich than Mm -hmm. life here is you know it's like oh here we do all the things and all the exciting things in heaven just like we put it in a box it's interesting because you see that even in in, like cultural and media stuff i was just talking with a friend about the show the good place you guys have, have seen that or, or heard that, if you're listening, if you're watching The Good Place or you plan to, then skip ahead like five minutes because I'm going to spoil Spoiler that, it. Spoiler alert. But it's fascinating because in this show, these people are trying <laughs> to go to The Good Place. There's The Good Place and The Bad Place, you know, heaven and hell kind of thing. And like the whole show is about that. The Good Place, The Good Place, The Good but getting to The Good Place. And then they're there finally. And then what it is is this is like this this loop where everything is perfect and everyone just does their perfect thing every day and there's, there's no bad, you know. But what happens in this show is they get sick of it you know there's mm-hmm. there's no like meaning to that loop as these like good little robots so in the good place there's a door <laughs> where when you when you've had enough you go through the door and your afterlife ends basically it's like death after death and it's just so interesting that like people in 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 media and culture like they will portray life after death that way you know, oh, this is what heaven's like. It's not really worth it. Eventually you're going to want to tap out. But it's like, it's craziness. Yeah. Like it's so contrary to the rich and full life that, that the Lord has promised us in eternity. And it's not this like, this 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 version of life for us to experience. It's the way that life is meant to be for us, yeah. you know? So I think we're going to talk about a little bit later. But as far as takeaways, that's one thing I keep thinking about is just like, man, this is not like you're saying, trying to break the mold of how we're just conditioned to think about yeah. what eternity is going to be like.
1: Yeah. And, and I think shows like that also just reveal a, I don't know, just the wrong kind of view about judgment yep. too, right? Because uh, Tim did a great job of, of, of explaining, Hey, everybody who's ever lived is going to face a judgment. And there are, we, we have a just God who is being patient right now and has been patient for generations and generations. And there will come a day when his patience runs out. Mm. There will come a day when he is going to repay, uh, all the evil, you know, and, and make everything right. Like we like the idea of things being made right, but we don't realize, Oh, that, that, that means that those who have done wrong need to be punished for what they've done. You know? Yep. Um, and so I, lo- I thought, J- or uh, Jason, I thought Tim did a great job of like saying, you know, for those of us that are in Christ, there is no condemnation. We see that from Romans 8. And the the judgment that we face is going to be, it's it's going to be based on how we invested our life. It's going to be based on, uh, di- did we build upon the foundation of Christ with precious things that are going to last into eternity? And how are we going to be rewarded based on that? It's not we're not going to be judged for the evil things we've done because Jesus was punished for us. Cause we put our faith in him. Right. And so we are imputed. Tim did a great job of talking about the, the righteousness of Christ is imputed to us, you know, um, just as our sin was imputed to him on the cross. Um, but there's a whole other category of people that are not in their, their, their names are not written in the Lamb's book of life hmm. and they're going to face um, the, 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 the penalty for their sin and, and I think, um, man, I just think there's this attitude and culture. of It's like, well, that's not going to be so bad, or you know, like it, it's like th- there's um, there's this band called Fun, uh, and there's this one lyric that he has. He says, he says, "I'll die for my own sins." Mm. Thanks a lot. And then I'll rise up again. Thanks for nothing at all. You know, and it's just like it, I feel like there's this backwards kind of mentality because we don't understand the gravity of. This this reality that we've offended a holy God, yep. you know, and that He has to make that right. Um, and so, for for those that are listening that are that that you know your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life because of your faith in Christ, um, man, what a what a hope we can cling to that that we're not going to be judged according to our sins. But if you're listening, and I think that we all know people that man they haven't trusted in Jesus yet. I think it's a sober reality and sober reminder. And I think. Shows like The Good Place or lyrics like the, From Fun, you know, it's like it just reveals that people don't really understand, like, what is coming.
2: Yep. yep. Well, I think it's so important for us, you know, as, as followers of Christ, one to recognize that as we live out this hope, as we grow in our understanding, as we demonstrate the beauty, significance, power of the gospel in our lives, that God uses us to uh, draw those folks who are lost to him and so so there is action for us in in that process and there's goals for us in that process right that god is god is going to expand his kingdom through through us but but you know we've talked about it a lot from the Colossians three passage that, that we set our mind on things above. We seek the things that are above when Christ, who is our life appears, we too will appear with him in glory, just these pieces of hope. But what happens after that section through verse 16 or so, Paul launches into, this is the stuff you need to put to death. And this is how your life should be lived. And ultimately it's to be lived in love, right? That, that, that there is such a connection for us to understand, um, what it is that Christ has sealed for us that we haven't stepped fully into yet, but we will. When we operate in that hope, it it gives us the endurance. It gives us the strength. It gives us that ability to put to death the former things and to embrace this new life that we have. I'll give a little spoiler alert because I think uh, this will be discussed this coming Sunday at the crossing, but I love this passage in first Peter one, Peter writes. Therefore, preparing your minds for action. So there is there is something to do, and being sober-minded, uh, which really is just recognizing the the grandness of what God has done for us. He says, set your hope fully. On the grace that we brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as He who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Like when we recognize what that's going to look like, the grace that's going to be extended, that there will be some who are judged for their sin because they didn't trust Jesus, but we will not because of what Jesus bore on our behalf, that grace that is given to us. And then recognizing that in that moment as well, there will be this, this, or maybe a different moment, but there will be this reckoning to some degree of how we invested our lives here. That's that sober mindedness, right? Like that, that I want to live with that certainty in everything I do that I will stand before Jesus and give an account and Man, how much does that motivate me to be holy as he is holy? How much does that motivate me to live out this life? Not because I'm fearful, but because I want to see him glorified in my life he, now, but even to some degree more so when I stand before him and I get the fullness of it.
1: Huh. Well, and I, and I think too about, I mean, that when we're talking about standing before Jesus, and he's, he's basically going to evaluate our life. You know, how did you invest it? How did you build? I mean, that's a great litmus test for us. Like, it, you know, like just as we're living life is like, am I doing this out of love? You know, and, and, and am I doing this to glorify my father? And <clears throat> I know we've been talking a lot about John 15 lately, you know, on the podcast, be, because we're, we're memorizing that and studying that as a staff. But I think that dovetails really well, um, Sean, don't you think with kind of all this stuff, right? Because it's all about fruit and it's all about... Um, having this loving connection to Jesus, and then, and then that basically, as that love grows, fruit, you know, is produced. And don't you think that's the kind of stuff that that we're gonna be rewarded for in heaven? Like those yeah. kinds of loving fruits. Like, what do you think?
0: A hundred percent. You know, it, it, just, it prompts the question of just you know, like you were saying earlier about how we're we're not thinking about heaven the right way, you know, and judgment the right way, and people don't want to see what's coming, you know. And it's almost like that classic, you know, metaphor of like someone on train tracks kind of thing. And the trains coming to hit them. Like, are you as a Christian going to tell them or not kind of thing? And like people Mm. use that example a lot for salvation. And the reality is that, yeah, like Satan is working. It's not even just, oh, we're conditioned culturally. It's like, man, Satan is actively working 24-7 to keep people from, from perceiving heaven the correct way and eternity the correct way and the gospel the correct way. So all these cultural things like, man, that's Satan's playground to, mm. to make sure people are looking down at their feet and not looking at the train coming for them, you know? And so what do we do with that? Like to your point, Charlie, man, we gotta be, we gotta live holy lives. And, and we've been told that, that this is, this is why you are here right now to glorify me and, and to enjoy life with me for and prepare for what's coming. And so, man, how do we do that? Like you're saying like, man, John 15 he he lays it out by this my father is glorified that you bear fruit and so prove that you're my disciple that, that I'm I'm a real savior you know mm. that you actually are accessing transforming grace by the way you're conducting your lives and then Jesus goes on to say that that how do we do that what is that fruit he's talking about it's love it's loving one another like he loved us and so yeah just thinking about that like what is your what is your life look like in terms of holiness and in in regards to this kind of eternal perspective, you know? And I think love is definitely one of those things where when we're thinking about, you know, the, the idea of holiness, which is, you know, doing life God's way in alignment with what he values and loves and cherishes and all those things, then man, if your life looks the same as everyone else's life, something's wrong, you know? And I think that one of those key markers for what sets someone apart from the world is, is how they love one another is how they are opposite to how everyone else is being divisive and political or whatever it is, you know, the
2: the world will know you are my disciples by the way that you
0: love one another. Preach it. So yeah, rocking and rolling for love. Uh, I'm with you, Dan.
1: That's good. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and I thought the I thought the teaching that Tim did on the, on the crowns, you know, I thought it was really brief. He just like Mm -hmm. briefly mentioned it. And there's a lot of, scripture that that talks about these crowns. And then I think there's a lot of kind of scholarly reading you can do about them as well To to just, I don't know, learn more about what the crowns represent. But I'm just wondering, like, what do you guys think? Is it beneficial to like, get into that? I mean, some people might be just curious, you know, I'm kind of like, it piqued my curiosity because we didn't really teach a big thing on it. He just mentioned, Hey, this, this is the crown of life. It represents this, this is the crown of glory represents that, you know, do you think there's benefit to like doing a deep dive or is it a lot of speculation and is it a lot of like different interpretations? And if so, like what's the benefit or or what's not the benefit? What do you guys think?
2: Both. I, I mean, I think that it's definitely worth doing study on anything in scripture, right? Like not, not to, you know, oversimplify, but it's, it's uh yes sorry they were giving me hand motions y'all and i wasn't sure what they were saying is that i was too You're far too away. far from the mic sorry
1: We want to hear your beautiful I voice i hate
2: the sound of my voice okay it um great. so yeah it's super important to to do that um at the same time we can't read into it what's not there yeah and in all honesty there's not a lot of clarity as to what um as to what we're gonna do with those crowns you know in some sections you see that we're gonna cast them down right we're gonna we're gonna put them back to the feet of Jesus. But, and so I think that, I think the point is the, the, the thing we've got to, we've got to hold on to is that there is significance to the fact that we will be rewarded and that reward I think corresponds to our responsibility, what responsibilities will carry into eternity mm. that, 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 that in that sense kind of, of a co- continuity,
1: right? Yep. That co-ruling,
2: yeah. co-reigning kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's it, man, the one who is faithful with little, God is going to entrust much to. Yeah, you know so what it's what I mean? like,
1: so it's like, hey, this person was faithful to share the gospel, like all throughout their life, like they 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 distributed. Or, um, this, that's what I'm looking for, <sighs> exemplified, whatever they, sure. yeah, whatever <laughs> the word is, but they, over a period of time, they they lived this certain type of way, so they're so that's going to continue on. Now, obviously, we're not going to need to evangelize anybody in heaven, but. But, um, whatever kind of role you had here, right. Um, it, it, it stands to reason that it's going to continue. L- that there be an el- there'll be an element, you know what I mean? Cause again, yeah.
2: like, like you're not going to need an evangelist and there are some right. people who have dedicated their entire lives to evangelism. So right. you, okay, gonna you're going to yeah, yeah. go hang out on the corner. You know what I mean? Like there's a out of
0: jobs. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. Um, but I, I, I do think just in the sense of, of, in the simplest of, of terms, it's it's faithfulness. Yeah. That when we're faithful with little, God will make us faithful with much. Then you know what I mean. Mm. Like we will, we will be given greater responsibility. And again, those crowns don't don't reflect like we've talked about already. Like this sense of like, look at how well I've done, right? Mm. Because ultimately, whatever crown I'm I, I'm I'm holding or wearing or however that works, it, it it points back to Jesus. Because apart from Him, I deserve the penalty of my sin. You know what I mean? And so, so the very fact that I'm there to begin with is his glory. The very fact that I have responsibility in the new heaven and the new earth goes back to his glory. It always will point back to him. And so I think that that's, that's the important piece of it, right? Is that, that through our faithfulness here, Jesus receives greater glory there. Yeah. And and that should motivate us, mm-hmm. right, to 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 pursue the holiness, to pursue those things, to, to live sober minded, to live with that kind of to build the right kind of
1: way on the foundation, exactly. right? Exactly. Hey, one mm-hmm. one other quick little random question about the crowns. So as I was reading or going through that, I was thinking about what Jesus said in Matthew six, where he says, Don't store up treasures on earth, right? But he says, store up treasures in heaven. Where you know, thieves can't break in, and the moth, yep. can't eat it up, and rust can't destroy. Do you? So that just that idea of storing up a treasure. I understand. I understand because um, he goes on to say, say, like wherever, whatever you're treasuring, that shows what's what's in your heart. Um, so just be interesting. Do you think that Jesus was thinking about the crowns when he was teaching that, or are there other treasures, or is he himself the treasure, or you know what? what what's the deal there
2: yeah i, I mean i think he's using a, 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 an analogy yeah you know what i mean that isn't necessarily a one-to-one kind of okay. thing
1: yeah that's that makes sense
2: but i i do uh i think it's all the above right it, mm-hmm. it's it's really it's this this concept right and i think something that we can get our heads around is when we make investments in this life say we invest in the in the stock market or whatever bitcoin bit into bit into nfts don't even get me started I heard I heard Valley Bible Church is coming out with their own line of. I'm just kidding. We should, um, huh? No, we shouldn't. Uh, but but when when we when we invest in a certain way, you know, there's this hope or this expectation that we'll get a return on our investment, especially if we do it wisely. Um, we 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 do it the proper way, right? Like by the time I retire, hopefully this money has grown in such a blah 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 blah. Right? We get we get that kind of peace. I think what Jesus is saying is is. Hey, at the end of the day, when it comes to those kinds of resources, when it comes to those kinds of things that you can chase on earth and aren't necessarily bad to chase on earth, but if that is where your hope is found, guess what? Like that's not going to carry you through what, what is, what, what we have the capability to do now is to invest in something that is a hundred percent going to return because mm-hmm. we know the one who, who's guarding that account. He's faithful. He's guarding it. he's, he's he's growing it. You know what I mean? Like it's, we have, we have that absolute confidence. And so to like, you know, going back to Tim's message and what we've been talking about, that idea of when I die or when Jesus returns and I stand before him, that is where I'm going to see the return on my investment. And that return may be, in, given in in these crowns or these responsibilities that I'll carry out throughout all eternity. It might be seen in seeing dear friends who came to understand who Jesus is by looking at my life. Yeah. There's You know what I mean? We're going to experience a return on that kind of stuff and it will be a return that will carry out through all eternity and that will continually point back to the beauty and glory of Jesus. And It sounds so good. I have so oh, many man, more questions,
1: I, I'm on but board. just for the for the sake of the podcast, I want I have so many more questions.
0: Yeah. Well, and just to tie onto that, like, isn't my understanding is that at, at the time the Jews were really already familiar with the, that verbiage, like treasures on earth versus treasures in heaven, and the Jews at the time when they talked about treasures in heaven, what they were talking about was the serving of and the reaching out to, towards those who were like in distress hmm. and 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 in poverty and that kind of stuff. I think what Jesus was saying in that context is, "Do my work," you know, yep. pursue what I'm pursuing, kind of thing.
2: Which again goes back to that whole thing of of abiding. It goes back to that whole thing of obedience. It really goes back to that idea that through our service, through our love for others, we are adorning the gospel. We are demonstrating its glory, its power, its significance. You know, and 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 all with this expectancy of of. A return on that investment that is going to be beyond what we can imagine.
1: Yeah, it's uh, what what does it say in, in in First Peter, right? It's it's imperishable, it's unspoiled, it's kept for us in heaven, yep. right? That that yeah, it's it, that's a cool that's a cool thought because um, it doesn't matter how good your you know your your accounts are doing, right? There's always in the back of your mind you're thinking, oh, dude, things could crash and I could lose everything. Yep, right. Um, but not, not in this case though, this case. Yeah. And it's,
2: I mean, it's, it's that whole thing in Matthew, right? Like, like a man stumbles upon this treasure buried in a field and he goes and he sells everything he owns. He, he, and I I think there's an identity piece there where he is letting go of what he once was in order to purchase this field and own that treasure. That's the kingdom. That's, that's the heaven. Are we doing that? Are we willing to lay down everything we are? Because of, of what Christ has secured for us,
0: hmm. it's worth it. It's convicting. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just it's it's a, it's a convicting reminder of just the the fallacy. I think of you know security that the world tells us. You know, of man, if you get if you get if you make this much money, you'll be safe and secure. You know, if you're contributing this much to your four hundred one k, then you'll be safe and secure. If you if you hop on the 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 Bitcoin bandwagon and make this much money, then you'll be set, kind of thing. But the reality is, none of them, you know, will provide ultimate safety and security. It doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. The only thing that will do that is is investments in in the kingdom of God. You know that are going to carry on into eternity.
1: Big bit, big bip coin
0: podcast. I'm actually launching a new <laughs> coin called Crayon Coin. Uh,
1: Crayon. Yeah, we were talking about this offline, and I love love for the beholders to to weigh in. It, it, that little that little waxy thing that kids use to draw. On 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 stuff and color stuff. Crayon. It's a crayon. Not not a, some people. I I'm not. I was not aware of this until recently that some people call that a crown.
0: This crayon is how orange. do you how do you okay? Here's the three options: crayon, crayon, crown. You tell us which one of those you say to describe that waxy drawing device. You know what it's else? Said I, as it's spelled. You know what crayon. else I
1: learned too. If you turn, you can like um. Light light a, a crayon on fire, and that thing will burn like a candle. Did you know that?
0: You can
2: light a lot of things on fire. <laughs>
0: <That's
2: true>. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I could light my hand on fire, and that
0: thing would burn like a candle
1: <laughs> for for a while at least. <laughs> oh my god.
0: On that note, uh, hey, how are you gonna burn bright for Jesus with these truths in wow. your life?
1: Dude, it's too no. You can't. The segues are forced sometimes. <laughs> That's a perfect segue. That was as natural as it could possibly. <laughs> that was so
2: good. It was. So, that was so good.
1: I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh, right, that Tim did a great job of like that with that First Corinthians three. Right, you'll be escaping through the flames. Right, the the fire is gonna burn up the.
0: Now this feels forced. The, no. oh,
1: okay. All right. Dang it.
0: What <laughs> What are your guys' takeaways? How are you gonna put this into real practice every day moving forward? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and this is something I've mentioned from up front, but it has become a regular thing in my life that specifically at night where the enemy wants to attack um, and take advantage of my loneliness and missing Sarah and all that kind of stuff, that nights can either be difficult or they can be incredible. And, and what has made them incredible is developing this practice of imagining heaven, of, of taking time to think about what it is that Sarah is currently experiencing Uh, What it's going to be like when I get there, when I see Jesus face to face, when I think about all those things, as Nate said, I think a few weeks ago, that idea of, of we have been given imagination um, by God and, and we have been given his word to act as a a parameter or, or a border, so to speak, something to kind of keep us locked in to truth. But we have that freedom to develop that imagination. And that's been huge for me. I
1: love that. I love that. One thing that we've hit a lot and for good reason is Colossians three, just talking about our this reality that we that our life is hidden in, in Christ, and that we we died and, and now our life is hidden with Christ. And when we when he appears, we too will also appear with him in glory. And and then the the command there is like is to keep your eyes fixed on those realities, to keep your eyes fixed on the heavenly things. And I think it goes really well with something that I've been focusing a lot of my time on lately, and that's just living by the spirit. And if you look at Romans chapter eight, if you haven't looked at it in a while, Paul does an amazing job of just basically contrasting, Hey, there's two different kinds of ways you can live. You can live by the flesh or you can live by the spirit. And I think it's, it's also a great um, connection. I think you, you can live focused on earthly temporal things, or you can live focused on heavenly eternal things. And when you look at how Paul outlines all that stuff, man, it's like, he, he's like living by the flesh, it, it, it produces death. <laughs> Whereas living by the spirit produces life mm-hmm. and peace. And there is a hostility that comes hostility with God that comes from living in the flesh. Whereas if you're, if you're focused and driven and motivated by the spirit, there's peace with God. And, you know, I, I just been thinking lately a lot about what, what drives me, right? Like just every little, little everyday things. How am I going to spend my time? How am I going to spend my money? Where am I going to take this conversation Hmm. You know, what types of things am I going to allow my eyes to see or my, my mind to dwell on? Are, am I being driven and motivated by the spirit of God within me towards those heavenly things? Or am I being driven and, and motivated to focus on things that are just going to burn up? They're just going to, they're not going to last forever. And so I think that has been a great just moment by moment, decision by decision gut check for me. And, you know, Sean did a great job. Uh, shout out to Sean. He taught a, a fantastic message at The Gathering. We're going through this series right now. It's all about purpose and living with purpose. And Sean talked about there are some drivers or motivators that, that can distract us from these heavenly things or from living in the spirit. And he, he, he said, guilt, right? So memories of the past bringing us down, resentment and anger, holding on to wounds and pain, uh, not walking in forgiveness or grace. And so we either clam up or we blow up, uh, fear, right. Fear driving us. That's, that's not, that's not what the spirit of God produces in us. Right. Um, it keeps you, you know, from what God has for us. It keeps you from what God has, you know, for, for you to be for others. Uh, we could also be driven by materialism, which we all know is an empty pit, right? It's just, we're always going to want more and more stuff it's never going to be enough and then uh the last one is the need for approval hmm. right because we we think man um my whole purpose is to make other people happy and and that's where i find my joy and, and my my sense of well-being and so i don't know if any of that resonates with you guys you know just as you're listening at home like oh my oh my goodness i'm being driven by by this you know and and i think that would fall in the category of living by the flesh and you know, focusing on temporal things rather than heavenly things or living by the Spirit.
0: Hmm. You did take good notes. Wow.
1: Yeah, dude, you did a great job, bro.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things, um, which ties in with that well, actually, that I've been chewing on uh, during this series, and especially this week for some reason, is just thinking through and praying through, like, the process in Philippians 4 um, about bringing things before the Lord. And just kind of, as you were describing that, Dan, same kind of stuff. It was just, man, what... What's on my heart? What am I pursuing? What am I getting excited about? What am I worried about? All that kind of stuff, Um, because it's just—it's so sneaky, you know. It's so sneaky how Satan can shift and skew even really healthy thought processes in that way. Like, for example, right now, Patty and um, I—in the next few months—looks like we're going to be moving, and it's a great situation. And it's Idaho or what? Yep, to Boise. Uh, (laughs) That's a joke. I'm not going to Boise. Uh, But it's like a, you know, a a, a better living situation for less money. So it's just such a a blessing and it's totally a God thing. Uh, But even in that, you know, it's like I'm thinking about this place and I'm finding myself like thinking too much about having the bigger space and having a house and all this stuff. And it's just like, man, it's too easy to cross the line. It creeps in, man. It creeps in. Satan's coming. And so I just want to view that in a healthy way in the, the realm of eternity of just, man, this, this house is such a blessing to me and my family right now, but it's not going to come with me, you know, to the new world. And so I've been thinking about Philippians 4 and first of all, you know, this, this starts off in, in verse 4, rejoice, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say re- rejoice, rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> rejoice! how do you say rejoice, rejoice. is it cr- crayon or crown <laughs> uh, anyways you know just it's so simple but rejoice like man are we as followers of Christ showing joy to the people around us you know because it's, it's popular right now to be dreary and, and lame and sad you know but we have so many reasons to, be, to rejoice verse 5 let your reasonableness be known to everybody.
1: What's that? Reasonableness? Thank you. We
0: don't have that anymore. Going back to, <laughs> you know, being being counter to culture and being a light, mm-hmm. man, are you reasonable as we discuss masks or COVID or politicians or income, all this kind of stuff? Is everyone viewing you as a reasonable person in these discussions? Because the Lord is at hand. And this is the chunk that I've really been been praying through in, in the mornings is do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I just love that you know God's so faithful in that and that it's not just good things or bad things. it's man, don't be anxious, but bring everything to God. in in prayer and supplication, but also with thanksgiving. Hmm. So, man, I'm worried about how my family is going to survive here 30 years from now if we're still doing ministry, you know, and making pastor pay. Bring it to the Lord, and and he will guard our hearts and give us peace. I'm excited for this house. Man, I'm going to pray and and thank the Lord for this opportunity. And and in that process, he's still going to guard my heart, my mind, and make sure I'm thinking about this in in the right context. And so I think just doing that constantly is going to keep us, you know, with our eyes fixed— upon heaven, and we don't even have to know every nuance of how that works because God promises us, if you do this, yep. you bring all things to me in supplication and prayer, and you thank me for what I'm blessing mm. you with, I'm going to do the work. And in Jesus' name, I'm going to do the work and guard your heart and your mind.
1: Man, what a great process, you know, to, to walk through. I love that. And I really think that's so hard for us to not try to, you know, orchestrate life as if this is our home. Hmm. You know, like, cause when you think about building a permanent home, right. It's just, I want it to be comfortable. I want it to be, you know, as good as it can be, as big as it can be. Like, you, you know, like, um, as opposed to thinking, well, no, like we're just passing through. Actually, Jesus is gone to the father to, to prepare a place yep. for us. And that's, that's where I'm going to land. And that's going to be my home. You know, I was thinking of an analogy. It'd be like if, if I went to the airport and I'm like, man, this terminal is like pretty sweet. Like, you know, you got like these cool like little chairs and I got duty free shopping and, you know, I can buy like a Chick-fil-A sandwich or whatever. So you, many
2: phone chargers. Yeah,
1: exactly. And you're like, you're like you know, what? I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to set up shop here. Like, forget about, you know, Hawaii. I got a ticket to go to Hawaii, but forget that. Like, give me the Ikea catalog. I'm going to start ordering some stuff, you know, get this place just right. Or maybe I'll section off an area for, you know what I mean? Like yep. that would be absurd. Yep, We would all say that is the the dumbest thing. Like you're, you're going to get on a plane to Hawaii in two hours. Like, why are you trying to make this terminal your home?
2: Yeah. But I think that that's, that's, <laughs> that's the difficulty, right? Is that one, we live in an environment that's not conducive to us thinking in the way that we ought to think, right. It's, there's constant distraction on top of that. There's legitimate responsibility and legitimate stewardship things that we have to, we yeah, have to take into account, right. Which we can view in one of two ways, either as, you know, as you were talking about bringing it before the Lord and saying, this is ultimately from you. So I've got to, I'm going to continue to trust you or we start to hoard it, right. Or we start to say, okay, mm-hmm. this is how I'm going to do things. This is, and man, it, it really does come back to that whole thing of reasonableness. And what's reasonable as a follower of Christ is to recognize that whatever we experience in this life, it, from the joys to the, to the hard things are, are light and momentary compared to the joys that we'll experience in his presence, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, like you're saying, with this cool blessing that you've got coming, that's so easy to kind of hyper-focus on. Mm-hmm. To say, what do I do when I come before the Lord? What does it mean to let him have ownership of that and to direct my thoughts around that? It's the same process for me in the midst of what is life going to look like in two years and five years being a single dad if I'm still a single dad. You know, all those, all those things that I can get so caught up thinking about. But when I stop and I let reasonableness in light of who God is take control and bring those things before him, it's light and momentary and and i and i know that that he's going to carry me and and bless me through that
0: process. So mm.
2: man, what a freedom that gives. I love that. I love that picture.
0: Amen. So so we're going to leave you guys with that and then ask you in you know, that same thing maybe it's the three things we just described. Maybe it's that you know Philippians 4 or whatever but what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do with this truth? What are you going to do with the reality of, of heaven, you know, and, and the overarching story of reality of of what God intends for you, you know, forever. Yeah. So maybe that's, you know, sending one text to a friend, reminding them of, God, of, of a truth from God that day. Maybe it's spending five minutes in the morning doing that process of bringing things before him, whatever it is, don't let it just live in your head. You know, this this week, Nathan did a great job at the Altamont, which you guys are going to do this week for Q&A, of just setting it up first with that that chunk from First Peter about it's not... Knowledge is not the goal here. You know, mm-hmm. we use the knowledge to align our perspectives and then do something with that. So we hope that you've learned a lot in this this month or so of the heaven series, but way more than that. We hope and pray that God's gonna use that in your life to help you keep your eyes fixed on eternity and, and have that impact what you do with your life and your influence and all those things right now. Yeah.
2: May it be a may it be a lifelong discipline to cultivate a heavenly mindset.
0: That was keep, a great. Keep going after that. That's a great sentence. Hmm. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining us for this chunk. We love you guys. Hope to see you this Sunday for the last week of the Heaven series. And then next week as we launch into our Resurrection Life teaching series. Be excited. Be.
1: Get in be one excited. of those groups, get in a Resurrection Life group. And we would really love to hear from you where this stuff is landing. Uh, Sean, I mentioned it just a couple of seconds ago, but. But we actually would love just an email or a text. Where can, they, where, are they, where can they get us, Sean?
0: Behold, at vbc.online, y'all. Mm. Or you can call me or Dan or Charlie. We got You can bug any of us. We'd love to talk to you.
1: Yeah, and just let us know kind of where this stuff is landing with you. And, and uh, if, with your permission, maybe we'll share it on a future pod.
0: Wow. You can cast, you can cast come, the pod? Yeah, you can come cast a pod, maybe. All right, we need to stop. All right, love you guys. Catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.